What if I told you that the answer to some of your most pressing questions as a marketer or leader is a really good story? My name is Kelly Parker, and after spending over a decade bringing stories to life as a speaker, writer, and corporate marketer, I'm here to show you the easy way to create your own stories that connect, break through the clutter, and bring in cold, hard cash. Right here on Business Storytelling Made Easy. Hey, welcome back to the Business Storytelling Made Easy podcast. It has been a while, but I am back with a new episode that I want to share with you guys. I had the opportunity to talk with Melissa Zayner, who offers so many tips and tricks regarding her experience in marketing and what storytelling means to her. And I want you guys to be able to get access to this conversation. So Melissa Zayner is a content marketing leader with more than 13 years of experience. She specializes in building, scaling, and monetizing organic content marketing programs for business-to-business startups. Her approach has proven successful and led to results like generating $254 million in annual organic revenue and increasing website clicks four times in less than six months. Last year, Melissa founded Scroll Stopping Content, which offers fractional content leadership services for startup. Melissa shares a ton of her content marketing expertise with us and how storytelling relates to it all. Here's my chat with Melissa. Melissa, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm very well. Thank you for having me. It is amazing to share space with you again. Our mutual contact and friend Brady Cohen put us in contact with each other. And I'm grateful because it's like once you meet one good person, they introduce you to good people and then you just start feeling good. So thank you. It's true. It's all about community. Absolutely. Well, let us know who you are and what you do. My name is Melissa Zayner. I have worked in content marketing leadership, primarily for B2B SaaS startups for about 14 years now, Um, led teams in-house for years, and then last year started my own business offering fractional content leadership services, again, to B2B startups. That's awesome. So can you define some of these terms because the word fractional is actually fairly new to me. And once I heard it once, now I see it all the time, but can you tell us what fractional means? And also, can you define content marketing just so everyone's playing with the same card deck? Absolutely. So fractional is sort of a hip term. I'm seeing it more and more now as well. I think it's picking up in popularity. Um, historically, we saw a lot of fractional COOs or CMOs. And essentially, those are people that come in and help for a fraction of the time and a fraction of the cost as a full-time headcount. So if you're a lean startup and you're scaling, it's a really good option because you get someone in place that has the strategic capabilities and can provide leadership to the team, but you don't necessarily have to commit to the full-time headcount if you're not ready financially to do that yet. So it's a really nice middle ground for people that are trying to scale. So I do the same thing for content marketing. I help companies on a fractional basis. um, And I am the person that owns and advocates for the content marketing program internally. And what that does is it frees up the founders and the other leaders to focus on other areas of, of the business because they have the confidence that somebody in a leadership role and an expert, you know, with expert experiences is running everything. Um, content marketing, you know, I know there's a lot of definitions out there, but what I like to remind people is that content isn't just a channel. A lot of people think it's just one channel of marketing. 
content spans the entire marketing program, landing pages, webinars, social media posts, this podcast we're doing, whatever you're putting out, if there's a marketing asset, it's a piece of content. So it's a channel in and of itself, but I also like to remind people that it's a component that spans the entire marketing program. And that's why it's so crucial. Oh, that is good. Well, thank you for that education. I think that's a good overview for all of the people. (laughs) One of the other things I really love about you is following you on LinkedIn and the content that you post and the ideas that you share. I really find very refreshing because they feel conversational and it feels like I'm getting a peek into your brain, which I like. (laughs) So recently you said one of your posts, you said, the voices who are distinct, who have a compelling story to tell, will rise above the rest. And I had to sit with that because I love that. And you were talking about your observation of, you know, lots of people within the same industry, a lot of times sounding the same or kind of copying each other and watching each other and kind of doing what the other person's doing. Can you talk a little bit more about what you're seeing and, and kind of why it's troublesome? Yes, I think this is a really pervasive problem, especially in B2B marketing. B2B tends to be a little generic anyway. We see these buzzwords, everyone comes up with jargon so that they sound smarter. And all of these brands look around at their competitors to see what their competitors are doing. They all start sounding like each other. Then along with that, we have this world where I think there's now overall a greater appreciation for content marketing, which is wonderful for people like you and I. But along with that, there are a lot of people trying to do content or sell content expertise in a very templated way. So you see these people on LinkedIn saying, steal my templates, steal my hooks. Here's 50 ways, you know, that you can, you can fill up your content calendar. And everyone is, is replicating this and they're all sounding the same, right? Oftentimes they're just swapping out a few words and everything just starts feeling really drab. There's, there's no voice that stands out. There's the personality is lost. Content, when it's done well, has a story to tell and it has a unique perspective. Think about the people that you have conversations with every day and the stories that you find most interesting. Usually there is something that resonates emotionally or there's a, a story of someone overcoming a challenge or something really inspirational and visionary. Whatever it is, it's going to elicit an emotional response, right? And to do that, you do need to have a really strong perspective and a story to tell. So using something templated is never going to elicit that response because it's just not emotional enough and human enough to do so. Mm. Now that's good, especially in this age of, well, I have chat GPT, I'm good, here's my content, you know, and I think there is a place for that, but I think you really make a good point that we need to think about, like that can't be your whole content strategy. Um templated, automated, there was no heart, no soul um, kind of put behind it. So good point. Good point. So out of, you know, your history and working with clients and helping them to create content that resonates in so far as that it's converting and generating sales and all those sorts of things, what stands out to you as a highlight, like your superstar client that just had some amazing results? 
Oh, that's a wonderful question. Um, you know, I, I'd have to say, and I know this backs up the point that I just made, but the clients who aren't afraid to be bold are typically going to get the better results. And it's not to say that you always need to be contrarian because I think a lot of people mistake differentiating the brand for having to go against the grain. You don't necessarily have to stand apart from the group or be really edgy. You do need to find a unique voice and a unique value proposition and a unique conversation no one else is having, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is the part where a lot of brands struggle. Um, And I think I've been lucky enough to work with a few brands that have done it differently. So for example, I ran content marketing at Lendio for about four and a half years. Mm -hmm. Lendio bridges the gap between small business owners and financing. So if you know anything about small business finance, it's incredibly, incredibly challenging to get a business loan in the early days. But that's when you really need the loan because you don't have the cash flow. So it's this catch-22. And this is a pervasive problem across the US. Um, And as we know, in finance, banks all sound the same. There's not there's not a lot of sexy conversation. There's a lot of jargon used that people don't understand. And especially when it comes to finances, a lot of people are really intimidated because they don't understand it the same way a broker or a banker or a mortgage officer would. So people stray away from the conversation. Um, one of the things that I really appreciated when we were talking about positioning and messaging at Lendio is our founders were really committed to making sure every single person who read our content could understand it. Even if they had zero background in finance, if they'd never walked into a bank before and had a conversation about financing. So we threw out the jargon. We threw out a bunch of those buzzwords. We talked about it the way you would have a conversation with a friend Mm -hmm. if you were seeking advice or trying to learn more about a specific topic. And that's something that seems really basic But what it does is it makes your brand approachable, right? Now people are comfortable having a conversation. We started having hundreds of people reaching out to us on social media and asking questions and wanting to learn more about specific products or how they could qualify or what the application process was like. And so just opening the door for people and letting them know that they're included and there's a space for them um, became something really compelling, right? And we weren't saying anything groundbreaking. We were just saying, hey, we really want to give you access to financing. Here's how we can make it happen. But people responded to that because nobody had ever said that before. It was a lot less intimidating than walking into a suit or into a bank and you have this guy in a suit sort of staring you down and you have to explain you've just started your business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What I was thinking as you were talking was to seek clarity before we create the content. Like sometimes we want to start with the content. Like, okay, well, let's make the post. Let's have the event, whatever, you know. Um, But we're not exactly clear really on what we want to say. And that's how you just blend into everybody else saying whatever they might be saying. So I love how what you're saying about bringing it down to a level where everyone can understand it, it requires it required that level of clarity that people really responded to. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that clear is better than clever. Yeah. We see this in marketing. Everybody wants that witty, quippy tagline. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of that, I think, comes from traditional advertising, right? We see that in ads. But it doesn't always translate into something that the customer understands. So anytime it takes them a minute to figure it out or they've got to stop and and second guess themselves, you've already sort of lost the engagement. It's much better to be very clear about who you are, what you can offer, who you're trying to have a conversation with, so that when somebody engages with your content, they immediately say, yes, this this brand gets me, or this is for me. That's really what you want. And that all stems from clarity. Yeah. A mentor of mine always says a confused mind does nothing. And that's it. Like it I might know, be clever. Yeah. But if people don't get it, they just won't do anything or they'll just scroll past it or they'll just disregard it, you know? Yeah. So, That's so important to remember, especially when we're in marketing spaces where we're trying to come up with the next cool thing. You know, it's like you're trying to outdo the last thing you did or be cool and different. But it's like sometimes you have to turn it on its head, like you said, and be like, okay, well, what what's clear? What's accessible for the people who we're speaking to? Yeah, I like that. You know, that ties into something else, too, which is simplicity. So, you know, in the same vein, some of these brands are trying to do everything or throw out every product offering at the same time. Um, I posted a few weeks ago about a brand I worked with and their homepage wasn't converting and they had 24 CTA buttons on their homepage. So talking about a confused mind, you know, where do you click? What do you choose? You know, it's the Baskin Robbins of a homepage. If, if anybody has a Baskin Robbins ice cream in their town, you know, 31 flavors, how do you choose? So I think that's something important to remember too, is simplicity. You know, at any point in time, I think you should have sort of one clear message and one clear conversation that you're having. Mm, that's a good point. And I think that's what a good story is. It's simple. A good story is not about a hundred different people going to a hundred different settings and having a hundred different problems. It's about this thing. And we're choosing to talk about this thing to the exclusion of those things because we've decided this is our story. Like this is going to be our narrative. Um, And I think that's another reason it it gets people's attention. So I love that. So I want to ask you this. So one thing I've noticed about like life and success in general is it's one thing to have the pieces and you can have the pieces, but you got to do them in the right order, right? Like... (laughs) You, th- there's a process, there's a step, there's a step process to certain things. And sometimes we focus on the wrong things. So we're trying to do the number seven step thing and nobody explained to us, well, you didn't do one through six. So that don't even think about that yet. So in your work, do you find that there are certain things people need to have in place before they start talking about a content marketing strategy? Like what, what do you need to already have in place ready to go before we start talking content marketing? As in, do you need to have a, a good product or service, for example? What 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 things do you, do you feel like people need to have in place before they have this conversation? Well, I think you just touched on it. I think at the highest level, you need to have product market fit. The world's best marketing is not going to be able to cover up for lousy product market fit. If you haven't figured it out, And you're still early days and you want to start with content, not to say that you can't, but there's a lot of experimentation and trial and error that's going to occur. And just in the same way you haven't found product market fit, a lot of your content probably isn't going to stick because that fit really determines a lot that comes after that you know who you're talking to, that you're very clear on what problem you're solving and how you're solving it. 
And those are sort of the basics of marketing anything, really, yeah. right? The other thing that I find is a lot of people start at the wrong end of things. So I'm a firm believer that you identify the goals first, then you develop the the content strategy. And from there, you're identifying the channels and tactics that are going to support that strategy and help you meet your goals, right? A lot of people start at the bottom. They start with tactics and channels. A lot of people come to me and say, we want to start a blog or we want to start doing LinkedIn content. And every time I ask them why, and they usually don't have an answer. Well, we're supposed to have a blog, right? Well, Maybe, but is everybody coming to your blog or is your ideal customer hanging out on YouTube all day? And you're going to be better served by creating a bunch of content on YouTube, right? So until you have those other pieces in place, you oftentimes don't have the guidance you need to create content that's going to perform for you. Mm, Good point. So for someone who's listening, who's like, oh Lord, my content marketing strategy is not very good. And I see that clearly now, or they're like, honestly, I don't really have a content marketing strategy. I've just been posting links to things and hoping for the best. What would you say in terms of a place to start or just how to get the train going in the right direction? What what could one do? I think first and foremost, get really clear on the value that you bring and who you want to be having conversations with. If you have that little bit, then you already know that you can potentially have a meaningful connection with someone because you're bringing something to the table for them, right? Um, Those are the conversations that we all remember. Those stories that we repeat later because they stick with us or something someone says that really causes us to think or rethink uh, a belief that we had or an opinion that we had, right? So if you at least know that, I think there's the potential for meaning. And then, you know, the other side of the coin is having conversations with the right people. You can be bringing all the value in the world. And if you're having a conversation with someone who doesn't need what you're offering or doesn't care about what you're offering, that value is just going to be left untapped, right? So it's not that you don't have the value. And I think that's important for all of us to remember. We all have value, but we need to make sure that we're having conversations with the right people or sharing it in the right place where it's going to be understood and appreciated. Sure. That's good. So for those of us who are like, I want to do this well, but I need help. Okay. I got other things going on and I need I need some help. And either they're looking to maybe bring in a contractor or some sort, or maybe they're looking to hire someone full time. Can you talk about what skills, experiences, abilities really make someone a strong content marketer? Yes, I, I firmly believe, first and foremost, there there needs to be this level of understanding people. You know, we can look at data and UX and design and all of these buzzword options all day. We have so many acronyms in the marketing industry, but the most unpredictable, volatile variable of marketing will always be a human being. And the more that you can dig into psychology and sociology and understand what makes people tick, what is going to get someone to talk to you, ask a question, subscribe, click, buy, support, whatever it is, um, the better chance you're going to have as a marketer. I'm not sure that that 
can be taught to a full extent. I majored in sociology in college. And so I think I learned a lot of that in college and was able to sort of parlay that into content marketing, right? I think some of it is just being really intuitive. I think a lot of marketers that I'm surrounded by that are really phenomenal are empaths. And I think because they have that level of empathy, they really can understand the experience on the other side of the equation. Um, So I think that's really powerful. I also do think creativity is going to get more and more attention in the coming years. Everybody is very excited about AI being this quick, convenient solution. It's a robot. And a lot of what it's spinning out is very robotic. Often what we see it lacking is that sense of emotion and, and humanness, right? When you when people say they can tell AI wrote something, that's what they're talking about. So being able to be creative and say something different or present it differently than what everyone is cranking out right now, I think is going to become a competitive edge. Love it. Love it. Man, this has been a good, listen, it's been good to me. It's been good to be talking to you today. (laughs) But let us know if we want more of your genius, if we want to figure out how to work with you, where can we find you online? I am on LinkedIn every day sharing a lot of my content marketing and leadership thoughts. So feel free to follow me there and please engage. I spend most of my time having conversations. I really do enjoy meeting people. I'm an extrovert. Um, And then if you want to learn more about my services uh, or need some help, you can visit my website, which is scrollstoppingcontent.com. Love it. Scrollstoppingcontent.com. Love it. So what you said today that I'm taking with me is what is the conversation that no one else is having? I love that. And I'm going to be noodling on that. So thank you so much, Melissa. This was awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my chat with Melissa and were able to take some notes on some of the strategies and ideas that she shared Now, I have something I want to share with you. We have recorded over 80 episodes of Business Storytelling Made Easy. I've had the opportunity to interview so many phenomenal professionals and thought leaders in the space. And now it is time for me to move on to some other projects and other interests that I have. So we are going to go on an undefined hiatus. We might be back, but I'm going to be honest, it probably won't be anytime soon. So I just want to thank you for your support, for your willingness to, to to listen to the folks that I brought on have had to say what I've had to say. Um, Definitely share the content that's available with a neighbor, a friend, a colleague. Would love to stay connected on LinkedIn. I'm at Kelly D. Parker. I still will be discussing and immersed in all things storytelling. So would love to stay connected so you can see what's next. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Business Storytelling Made Easy. Are you a forward-thinking corporate leader looking to leverage the power of story to grow profits, boost awareness, and maximize impact? My agency would love to serve you. We offer workshops and consulting services that teach brands how to define and communicate their brand story. Let's connect. You can find me today on LinkedIn at Kelly D. Parker or online at kellydparker.com. Bye.